Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed podcast. We're going to go right to our next guest. I, I was going to try to give a little bit of update on the American truckers, and we we're also going to re- report on Janine Añez, the interim president from Bolivia. I got a very lengthy uh, email on that, uh, bringing us up speed. I, I'm going to go. Our next guest has been so patient, uh, bearing with us, and Victor. We are honored to have you. If you have to get off, we fully understand that. You're welcome to stay on. We're going to be praying for Ukraine later. But if you need to get off, we respect your time. and fully Thank understand. you so much. Thank you, Victor. Uh, Kevin Freeman's coming on now. I'm going to bring it a little bit closer home. Uh, what, let's, let's go back just a few weeks ago when, when Trudeau suddenly froze the assets of all the Canadians. What happens if that comes to America? He turned... The, the country into Cuba in one day and then locked up pastors in solitary confinement, turned into the Soviet Union the next. It's quite astounding, our neighbor to the north, what we're seeing. That being the case, I've asked Kevin Freeman to talk to us a little bit about that. How do we, and he may want to comment on what we've just heard so far, but on, on the cyber and economic warfare, we're already in a type of world war right now with cyber and economic warfare. Kevin is articulate. By the way, he's going to be the lead off, one of the lead off batters at the future conference we're doing in Washington, D.C., July 20. 21 and 22. If you go to wellversedworld.org and go down to the future conference, uh, click on that because on day two, we're going to deal with what happened if we're so canceled in the cancel culture, so marginalized as believers or people with conservative values that we can't use our cell phones, we can't cash checks, we can't we can't do electronic transfer of funds, uh, we can't go to the grocery store and use credit card, we can't, you get the picture, we lose the communication, etc. What do we do to create a parallel universe or an alternative universe so we as followers of Christ can continue to function in a culture that could be totally hostile to our values. Sound far-fetched? Not anymore. Might have three or four or five years ago, not anymore. And so future conference, if you go to wellversedworld.org, click on future conference and sign up for July 20, 21, 22. It's outside of Washington, D.C. in Arlington, Virginia. Kevin is one of our main speakers for putting that together. Kevin, I'm going to turn right to you right now. Talk to us, bring us up to speed so we can understand kind of where we are right now and what kind of steps we need to be taking as followers of Jesus. Well, thank you, Jim and Rosemary and Mario. It's always an honor to be a part of this call. Uh, bottom line is, is what we heard from Victor. Uh, we heard about what Putin is doing. Uh, what we did not hear is the economic warfare that, that the United States and others are waging against Vladimir Putin. And that term, economic warfare, is, is a term that you probably heard a lot recently. In fact, I looked at the news feed on Google, and there are 323,000 uses of the term economic warfare. When I started educating the Pentagon, and that was my, I was a consultant to the Pentagon from 2008, 9, and 10. Uh, no one even understood the concept of economic warfare. Uh, the, I was laughed at, looked, you know, the admirals and generals would say, that's crazy. You can't fight a war with economics. And yet that's precisely what we're doing. It is also specifically and exactly what Trudeau is doing against his people. And so uh, we're literally watching a battle, uh, an economic war, uh, that is waged by enemies foreign and domestic. It's happening here in the United States. It's happening with something called ESG. And I don't want to get too much into the weeds, but 
uh, literally our investments are being used against our values. If you want to know why we have high energy prices, if you want to know why people are getting debanked and cut off PayPal, and why uh, people are losing their free speech rights on, on Facebook and so forth, these are all economic weapons that are being waged, and we're waging them right now against Vladimir Putin. And this is important for believers. And I listened very carefully, Rosemary, when you started, and you were so right on about trusting God and prayer. But we have to do our part. And Luke chapter 16, verse 11 says that if you will not be faithful with your unrighteous money, you cannot be trusted with true riches. God's not going to trust us with the important things until we learn to not serve both God and money. We can only serve God and money's a tool that we should use to serve God. And I'm not just talking about giving, tithing. We absolutely should do that. You should be generously donating to, to the war effort in Ukraine. You should be giving to your church and tithing at your church and so forth. But we do three things with our money, our giving, our spending and our investing. And we have been lackadaisical as American believers in, our, in, in the last two. Our spending, we don't care where it comes from or who, what regime it supports. And so we just buy what's in the stores. And we also, on our investing, we don't care or think twice about where we're investing. And this is an economic war that is going to impact you directly. Right now, it's impacting you if you are um, uh, buying gasoline. It's impacting you if you are going to a restaurant with inflation, all of these things. And these are not bugs of the system. They're features of the system. There's a plan to replace the monetary system of the United States. There is an effort by Putin outside, China outside, that represents one battle. And then on the other hand, inside the World Economic Forum, through George Soros, through uh, Joe Biden, have a plan to destabilize our economy, to put us literally as economic slaves, uh, to where we are dependent on the system that you've noticed they crushed small business during COVID. All of this is a part of a great reset plan and all of it's attacking us. And I've got eight things we ought to do to respond to this problem. Do you want me to just run through them, Jim? Just walk yes. through the eight steps? Yes, go for it. Okay, first thing is we need to realize we're in an economic war. The best way to do that, and it may sound self-serving, but you need to go to economicwarroom.com and sign up to get the free, uh, and there's an action button. You click action and you sign up to get our free newsletter. It comes out every week. We're not asking for anything. In fact, we're giving something. If you want to subscribe to my show, it's on Blaze TV. It'll cost $100 a year. You don't have to do that. If you do what I'm telling you here, you get the show free. And every week we put out a 20 to 50 page PDF that explains what we talked about on the show and gives you a battle, economic battle plan, action steps. What can you do? So absolutely, you've got to wake up and realize we're in an economic war, whether it's from China and covid or Russia, what they're doing in Ukraine, or energy prices and what Biden's doing, all of those things are directly impacting every believer and how we respond with our money matters. So number one, go to economicwarroom.com and sign up for the free battle plans. We, we decide this is far too important to charge the subscription for it. We only send one email a week. You'll get an email and it'll give you a chance to watch the show and get give you all the action steps. Second thing, I'm going to encourage anyone who has investments needs to get 
a financial advisor who understands economic warfare. Otherwise, you will be investing in environmental, social justice, critical race theory, slash gender quota agendas. That's what ESG stands for. It stands for environment, social, and governance. But what it really means is defund fossil fuels, which is why oil prices are so high. We are the swing producer. We could producing, I live in Texas, we could be producing a lot more energy if it weren't for the bad Biden policies. But also the investors have been investing away from fossil fuels. And even with ExxonMobil, they put three directors on the board of ExxonMobil that, that want to close down the company, literally. They want to stop any use of fossil fuels. You got to stop that social justice, critical race theories, why Coca-Cola is telling their um, their employees to be less white. They're, they're preaching the anti-gospel. They're telling us to look at our skin color and not on the hearts. And, and the G is literally, a, a government says, you should have an LGBTQ person on your board of directors. And that's a requirement of NASDAQ that you have a minority and they prefer LGBTQ. You need to understand that you could be investing in liberty, security, and values. You need a financial advisor to do this, and you need to be voting your investment. So if you're an investor, you need a financial advisor. That's the second thing. And you can get a financial advisor. Again, economicwarroom.com forward slash advisor. Either nominate your advisor or let us know you need an advisor. You absolutely need one. We're training them. It costs you nothing to have a trained advisor. They can help you weaponize your money. You're giving, spending, investing. Third thing you've got to do, localize your relationships almost immediately. Glenn Beck is a friend. I had him on my program recently, and we talked about the importance of having a local banker. It is a lot harder to debank you if you know your local branch manager. If you, if you have a local bank or a credit union or a state chartered bank, you're in better shape than if you have a national bank. And if you know your banker, you know them personally. You go in and meet them, shake their hand. It's a lot harder for them to just cut you off. That is coming. If you say the wrong thing on social media, you could be turned in and you could be debanked. Literally, you pointed this out. Trudeau's uh, minions in the economy in Canada said, gosh, if you were a Trump supporter and you supported these truckers that were surrounding, you, you should have your bank accounts cut off. That's economic warfare. That's what we're doing to Putin. They intend to use the exact weapons to you. So localize all your relationships. Uh, the, the next thing that you should do is weaponize your giving, spending, and investing. And I talked about that. Then number five, print your bank statements every month or get them to send you printed copies. When 9-11 when happened, and I needed to borrow against a credit line so I could pay my employees. I had printed copies and I went and sat down with my local banker that I knew and said, look, I've got money in this credit line. I need it so I can pay bills and pay my employees. If I hadn't had it printed, it was all electronic. And believe me, every bank has been hacked at one point or another. The Chinese, the Russians have the capability to take down our financial system in a minute. You've got to absolutely have your bank statements and proof. This is my money. I have that there. So don't just go for all electronic. If you do, print them every time they come out. Have printed paper copies. Number six, you need to get cash out of the banking system and have it in your home. 
and have some supplies. And I know we're going to talk about this at your conference, Jim. It's fan it's absolutely essential that you have the right amount of supplies, some medicines. All these things are just in time. I just shopped at the grocery store. The shelves are fairly bare right now. This is what happens when economies have struggles. We're facing a very real recession and inflation risk, stagflation. You need to prepare for that and have at least some minimal supplies. I've talked about this in my books. We've talked about it in our battle plans. There's one where we talked about if the riots hit your city, you should go in and get these supplies. So if you subscribe, you'll have access to all of that, but make certain, and we list everything you need to have, canned goods and all, water and all the things you need to have. That's all free. It's included in our economic battle plans if you're, if you're following economic war room. Number seven, I, you need to watch out for a coming programmable digital dollar. Just do a Google search on programmable currency or digital dollar or watch the show we did on it. That is the Federal Reserve's plan to, to solve the economic problems. They're going to switch from paper money to a fully digital system. It is very nefarious. We have an alternative that you should support and help us with. You can see it on our pro program on programmable money is the title of it but it literally is a state-based system. It doesn't matter where you live in the United States, you will be able to use it backed by gold under the constitution. And it is something we're working fast and furious on to see if we can't beat the Federal Reserve issuing the digital dollar. Because if you have a digital dollar and they don't like the fact that you're traveling across state borders or even outside of your zip code, they can make your money not work two miles from your house, it only works very, very local. Or they can say, we've checked your cholesterol levels and you're too fat, therefore you can't get a McDonald's hamburger. Or they can say, we're only gonna make your money good for 90 days because we need to ramp up spending. Or they can hold it back. The programmable digital currency is one of the most nefarious things that could ever happen. We're creating an alternative for it. You need to watch the program to understand that. So that's number seven. Number eight, is just we have to trust and obey without fear. I could scare you silly, but the truth is, is that we want to talk about the bad so that we can talk about some solutions. But in the end, as Rosemary shared, God is greater. He can overcome all of this, all the fears, all the problems if we trust and obey. I mean, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He literally called for a drought that destroyed the economy of his nation. And what happened to him? Well, God fed him. First, he told him to go to the brook and ravens came. And then he told him to go to the widow and he provided for the widow and himself. So we have to trust and obey God. It, there has never been a moment of my lifetime. I've lived 60 years now. Never a moment where obedience and trust is more important. We're in an economic war. And if we are not faithful with our unrighteous mammon, God will not trust us with true riches. That's the words of Jesus. And we have laid out a path here how you can protect yourself in this economic war. Because if you do not in a year, six months, maybe two months, they may say, well, you didn't get the shot, and therefore, we're going to cut off your access to money. You're going to lose your job. They tried that one. They might bring it back. If you don't do this, you get fired. If you don't do this, you can't have a bank account. If you don't do this, we need to prepare for that those days, and it's going to require the wisdom of God, 
trusting and obeying. That was an amazing presentation. Mario, I'm going to go to you first for questions and yeah. then Steve Stringer. Um, Kevin, thank you so much. Um, uh, number one, um, the effect of the digital dollar, I was watching uh, Glenn Beck uh, a couple days ago on the Biden executive order on this, that they're pushing it as quickly as six months from now, um, as well as the new alliance of Russia, India, and China, and others um, being an economic force. Uh, so the de-dollarization de of the dollar, um, are we going to lose, it's going to collapse our, our fiat dollars? Uh, and how soon could that happen? Well, two things. We have enemies, domestic and foreign. There is a worldview clash that is taking place right now, and the Ukrainians are caught in the middle. Americans are caught in the middle, too, but not nearly as directly as the Ukrainian people. The, the World Economic Forum and the Biden administration claim in Ukraine they are defending that they are defending LGBTQ rights. I mean, and they'll say it. They'll say we're defending LGBTQ and we're also protecting the environment. That's why we fight in Ukraine. Putin is saying we're defending Christianity, which is nonsense. We're caught in the middle of it. The, or the alliance between China, Russia, potentially India, um, they are planning to de-dollarize the world. They've been planning it since 2013 with Chinese involvement, since 2008 with Putin's plans. That is happening as we speak. When we cut them off from the SWIFT system, what we just literally said is, we're not going to let you trade in dollars. And their response is, that's fine. We don't need dollars. We have our own system. So they plan to de-dollarize the world, which means our $30 trillion of debt that we have now owe won't have any foreign buyers. There won't be anybody to buy our dollars. And that could collapse our economy. That's a real threat. On the other hand, you mentioned the, the, the idea of a programmable currency. They may just say modern monetary theory says we don't need to have uh, foreigners buy our debt. We'll just print or, or, or digitize and make as much money as we want. And that also could collapse our economy, but it would collapse it with the World Economic Forum, the IMF. Uh, the Biden, Biden team, the Obama team, all in control. And so we would be broke either way unless we create an alternative. Either one of them could happen within the next 12 months. Um, along those lines, then, um, is it your belief that um, a lot of Biden's policy or lack of policy in Ukraine right now is actually towards the goal of crashing our economy so that we immediately go to the World Economic Davos uh, plan um, and so forth. The sanctions against Russia affecting us more than it does Russia, et cetera. The fact that no sanctions were placed uh, to try to deter Russia for, for going in there. In other words, COVID is over. We need a new crisis between now and November to control the people. So this isn't so much about protecting Ukraine or their, uh, their, their position, but about throwing us and thrusting us into the end game of the World Economic Forum. Well, there's no question the World Economic Forum actually wargamed, they wargamed the pandemic in advance in October before January when it hit our shores. They also have wargamed a financial collapse started by a cyber attack. And they wargamed that very recently. And we've reported on that. 
Now, Jen Psaki was was out and and my brother just sent me a, a meme that's kind of funny, but it's sadly true. The Biden administration has acknowledged we have totally collapsed the Russian economy. And the response is, wow, he collapsed two major economies in one year. What an amazing accomplishment because they're working on ours now. So, yes, I totally believe that the World Economic Forum has intention to use a cyber attack or other example to, to cause an economic disruption here. And that economic disruption here would be an excuse for greater control and greater power. And that goes to even if you mention on Facebook that you think that there's an economic problem or you notice high gas prices or whatever, well, then you're an enemy of the state because you're helping cause a bank run or a, a run on our economy and you're down talking the economy. And as a result, they're going to say, you should not be allowed to speak and we need to cut your bank account off. So I absolutely believe that that is in the works. I don't know how quickly that will happen, but that is the next major crisis. And I think Putin knew that was the next major crisis and he decided to intervene. And I think the Chinese may intervene as well. And they might in the midst of that crisis, as they took Hong Kong, uh, and completely took away freedom in Hong Kong, they might take Taiwan in the midst of that financial economic crisis. Uh, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, how will the crypto dollar affect it? Is that a good place for diversification as well as gold and silver? All right. So I would suggest that cryptocurrencies have not proven to be digital gold. They have gone down with the stock market. They're a third off their high. Uh, the Biden administration did release that uh, executive order and all the crypto people are happy. They have no idea that they've let the camel's nose under the tent and what that's going to mean. I, I question whether or not cryptocurrencies will be allowed to be uh, remain unregulated by governments with a digital dollar. So I think that's a serious risk. Gold and silver have performed remarkably well during this crisis while the stock market has gone down, which is why I mentioned it. We are creating under Article 1, Section 10 of the U.S. Constitution, it says no state shall make anything legal tender except gold and silver coins. I'm talking with the, with the guy that wrote the heartbeat bill in Texas, and he is helping me develop a, a, a legislation that we will have a digital currency issued by the state of Texas backed by gold and silver, guaranteeing privacy so that you could deposit your money with the state of Texas. They would hold it in the form of gold and silver, not in the form of Federal Reserve notes, and you could use it as currency very effectively without taxation. I know that's a long-winded response, but that is our solution and we're working on it, racing to get that in place right now. We did a program on, I'm going to film a new program on, on it this week that'll be out in a few weeks and you can watch the programmable money episode and you'll be able to see exactly how that operates. I think that is our alternative under the constitution that is godly. Now I want to tell you this, it says in Zephaniah, your gold and your silver will not save you in the day of the wrath of the Lord. So if this is the day of the wrath of the Lord, gold and silver won't make a difference. Short of that, absolutely gold and silver are fantastic. Okay, thank you so much. One last, last question. I know you were on with us, uh, I think, post-election, and we're very involved with all of that. And the are we going to have, uh, with all that's happening, uh, with the fact that I don't know if we really held an accountability on the all of the areas of election fraud, are we going to have 
full and fair elections to be able to turn this thing around in November? Well, there's legislation that's taken place in multiple states. They have run inquiries and inquests. They know that the nursing homes that they broke, you know, went into the nursing homes and taught people who should not be voting into voting. There was a lot of nefarious things that happened. There was potential cyber attacks, uh, everything else. We have not cleaned all of that up. However, it is much, much harder today to, to support Biden He's not hiding in his basement. It is not as easy to justify to the American people uh, what's going on. So I do think we have a shot at a cleaner election. I don't think we can solve the problem politically in the time we have, but I do believe we can solve it spiritually. And if we get on our faces before God and we, we trust him, I believe he can stop that. There were, by the way, shenanigans happening in the 2016 election and and something stopped them. And I believe it was God leading some, some righteous people who stopped that. So I think we have a shot for clean and fair elections if we seek God first. Great. Thank you so much. That was uh, very, very important. And thank you. Back to you, Jim. Stephen Stringer and Ned uh, Marmon, if you have questions for uh, Kevin. Stephen? Yeah, you know, I'm just thinking about just even the, the whole... Uh, Thing that the, the Davos elite are doing. And uh, we, we know there's a whole game plan behind that. And part of it, again, is to collapse economies. But with it, too, it's about this whole thing with control. And I know Putin has kind of bucked this whole idea. And I think, and honestly, as I've been kind of just praying and sensing around this, Kevin, is uh, I almost feel like this whole thing is a smokescreen because I believe behind the scenes, not only with the, the Davos elite, but I even feel like with, with China and with Iran, all of this becomes a smokescreen for even a bigger play. And I mean, in particular, what I kept sensing is actually Latin America and South America are about to be apprehended by that whole wave of the, the, the Communist Party. And I'm just curious what you're seeing with that, too. And then, you know, one of the things as I was praying too, I was like, well, Lord, we need to begin to create some parallel economic systems. And it was interesting, I heard this phrase, he's raising up a, a David's uh, uh like like da like King David, uh, David's elect, and it's going to be ones that will be ones that have a have a heart after God, fully like David was, and with that having the hearing heart like Solomon, who had an incredible ability to create tremendous wealth. And I feel like that's part of the system that we're in right now is things are going to be shaken and shifted. And I'm curious what what you're kind of sensing with that. You know, like it says in Haggai chapter two, God's going to shake everything that can be shaken. He's going to shake nations. But in the end, what, what gets left behind is that he makes this simple statement, the, the silver's mine and the gold is mine. And there's a dimension of glory, I think, that's going to be about to be revealed too. But I'm, just again, just what are some of your, your thoughts around some of that? All right, two things. First off, we had Michelle Bachman on our program and we talked about parallel systems. They hated it. I mean, they got picked up uh, by Media Matters and George Soros crowd. And, and I loved it because they, they actually got our message out substantially. They, they were pointing out how foolish it was for Michelle Bachman to talk about uh, parallel systems. And they just showed our, our, you know, we got hundreds of thousands of people looking at that because of that. So we do need parallel systems. And here's, the, here's what God has given us. I mentioned you need a financial advisor. Let me tell you the vision and, and the idea the Lord gave. If we can train 10 thousand financial advisors and god gave us a beautiful property to do it and we're partnered with liberty university liberty university online 
We're going to launch in six weeks. We just signed our contracts. Liberty University Online, and I, I guess they're not a partner in, in that they're running our course, but, but you could go there and get trained. And when you get trained there, your financial advisor, after eight weeks, will come out with all understanding of this. 10,000 of those advisors trained will be $1 trillion of capital. And God has given entrepreneurs witty inventions and ideas, better versions of of Facebook and and there's one that that my that um, uh, we're familiar with called Tuvu that that's brand new that that doesn't silence you that does all kinds of wonderful things that that we will have a parallel economy where you have no fear that somebody's listening in because it's got full security and all of these things ten thousand financial advisors weaponizes one trillion dollars of investment capital to build that parallel economy. And so I believe the Lord's laid this on my heart, gosh, 10 years ago. And I've been working on it uh, for, for that 10 years, and it is now happening. He also miraculously gave us an 81-acre property. Uh, it's just south of Denton with seven furnished buildings and the ability to house 53 hotel-style rooms. God gave it to us. Because I believe God wants us to have the training of financial advisors to build the parallel economy to protect us so that we can help God's people to be faithful with their unrighteous mammon. That's why I need every person to get a financial advisor. And if they don't have if they have one, send them to us, we'll train them. If they don't have one, let us know and find a tr one of the ones we have trained. We together form a financial economic army obeying God in Luke 16, 11, and are faithful with our unrighteous mammon. And God's going to open up unbelievable opportunities for us to invest in, places to put the money and hide the money and do all kinds of miraculous things. And I know God, God gave this to me, and I know that this is for such a time as this. If you will go to uh, uh, wellversedworld.org and click on Future Conference, you're going to see it. Kevin has set me up perfectly for this. Kevin is one of the lead-off speakers for this. Kevin is going to be unpacking this. He's a main speaker uh, at the future conference, particularly day two. The whole issue on day two of that conference is to help create the alternative universe or the parallel universe that we must do in order to not only, uh, I would say not only survive, but we believe to thrive. And, and so go there right now, wellversedworld.org and uh, go down the front the homepage and you'll find their future conference. You can get the information, sign up for that right now. Um, Ned, did you have a question for Kevin before we go to a time of prayer? I, I certainly do. Kevin, this has been incredibly informative and uh, I'm here in the great state of Florida. And I, I know Florida and Texas have led the way in a lot of the fight for freedom. My question is this, um, at in, in, in terms of ESG and even some of the other policies we see being shoved down the throats of liberty-loving Americans, at what point in time do you see the states begin to, certain states begin to stand up and really throw their weight around and create maybe, if you will, something of a, I don't want to say a, a maybe a, maybe sanctuary states, uh, sanctuary areas um, where our economies run a little different. The federal government doesn't have quite as much control and say, in your mind, do the states have the power to do that if they wish? And if so, do you see something like that formulating in the near future? 
Oh, absolutely. The states can act. And, and during the Trump administration, the federal government acted. They said that you can't put pension dollars into woke investments. You have to go and get the best possible return. David Barton and Glenn Beck have been behind the scenes going state by state by state. Jake Hoffman in Arizona is a friend and he's been working on this. They have been saying state funds well, West Virginia, why in the world should West Virginia invest their pension funds in something that's intended to kill the coal industry? Florida is leading the way. Uh, Governor DeSantis stood up to Disney and said, look, we're going to do what's right for our state. If we do all of this works together, we need to divest from the ESG funds that are that are literally taking us the wrong direction. We need to tell the woke corporations you're going to treat employees fairly, including Christians. You're not going to force this. We're not going to invest in a woke fashion. And then Texas, starting the digital Texan that I talked about, the alternative constitution-based monetary system, Florida should do it immediately as well. Once that happens, the Federal Reserve will not be able to implement a digital dollar to crush people because people will go to an alternative. I'd rather have my money invested in, in a Texas digital Texan backed by gold that I don't have to pay in um, capital gains tax if it goes up. They will go, money goes where it's treated best. And so, yes, states absolutely can stand up. They're doing it now. And Glenn Beck and David Barton are, are, are a huge part of making that happen. I'm working with them. And, and, and hopefully we will make that difference as they're going as fast as they can. We're going as fast as we can. Uh, just one quick follow up. I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I, I want to ask this. All right. Um, as a concerned citizen or, or resident of the state of Florida, how do I ensure that my local representatives, my state representatives, my congressman, Matt Gates, is aware of these uh, currency alternatives and actively supporting them? Well, I would love it if you would take uh, our episode uh, from uh, that we did on programmable money and their, the battle plan with that and just ask them to watch it for 24 minutes and, and, and look at that document. Um, if you would do that, if they would take a look at that, and, and we're happy, you know, I, I brought this up with Louis Gomer, and, and everybody that's looked at it has said, that makes sense, it's constitutional, it's viable, it should be done. So put them in touch with me. I would love to talk to any of them. I'm pushing uh, Rick Scott's uh, is Save America plan. I, I, it's not called Save America, but I'm pushing his plan on, on the show that's going to come out uh, next, not this week, but next week. I'd love to talk to him about this is all a part of saving our state, saving America, and saving our constitutional liberties and our biblical rights. Thank you. Item number seven that we heard there was the most difficult for most people to understand. But uh, come to future conference, and Kevin's going to have an opportunity to explain all of these in more detail, and specifically number seven, what you need to hear about uh, at the future conference. So once again, wellversedworld.org, and click on future conference and sign up for that. Mario, back to you for a question. Yeah, um, I am uh, part of uh, the faith board for Governor DeSantis faith and community. So I'd like to speak to you, Kevin, offline, possibly tomorrow on this. Um, what else can a state do? Is there anything we can do regarding drilling, for example, in Texas? Can a state unilaterally say, we don't care what the federal government is doing, we're going to drill for oil or to help effectuate the rise in oil prices otherwise? 
you know, one of our big problems with energy is not just the leases that the Biden administration, but it's this whole ESG. We've had trillions of dollars divested from investing. So somebody wants to drill, they can't, where do you borrow the money to drill? So a state, I guess, could pull together a, a pool of money or could make it simple and easy for individuals to invest so that somebody that's searching for oil or building a pipeline or whatever. Once you cross state lines, though, we run into the Constitution and the Constitution says interstate commerce is controlled by the by the Congress and and they've handed over to the bureaucracy. So there are ways to do it. Texas can stand up. Florida can stand up. But Florida can't force offshore drilling. Uh, they can make it as convenient and easy as possible, but they can't force it if the federal government says no. So we need to to push back, but we also need to make sure that there's plenty of capital available to invest because there's wildcatters that are ready to bring in new oil and gas wells. They can't do it. They can't access money. Just a reminder of everyone, uh, ESGs have been thrown around a lot. We did a whole session on that one, but just in case you weren't there or you might, and, and Kevin explained it earlier, ESG, environment, um, social governance and environment. Uh, you better be putting up windmills or you better have solar and you better not be using coal or fossil fuel. Uh, social, you better be supporting LBGTQ. Uh, governance, you better have minorities on your board. You're forced to, including lesbians, gays, whatever. So that's what the ESG score is like. There's China's social score. You can't operate unless you have a high ESG score. And that's why we said in our one of our uh, ones two weeks ago or a week ago that moving your money to a credit union is very advantageous at this point and do it quickly. Uh, we're doing the same ourselves. We recommend you do the same one. We recommend one example would be the Christian Community uh, Credit Union is where, where, where we focused on and had lectures from Kevin. Anything more you, well, let me just go back for one moment. Mario, anything more from you or Ned or Stephen you need to ask? Well, I just, one more thing too, Kevin. Um, do, what, what do you foresee, even any, any, any backlash, even for what we're seeing taking place over there in Eastern Europe, um, you know, where we've literally crushed, you know, the, the Russian ruble is pretty much, you know, like a penny on the dollar now, I think. But, but what are you even seeing? Like, I would say even the next, you know, number of months, even till the end of this year, um, even uh, I would say more on a global scale than anything with the markets. Russia doesn't have the ability to crash the dollar by themselves. If the Chinese joined, they could do it. But what Russia can do is unleash very sophisticated hackers who could come in and monkey with our financial system. That's why I'm strongly urging you to get uh, paper statements, paper copies, printout copies. Don't let your bank accounts, your brokerage accounts, don't let those all be all electronic because you log on one day and nothing is there. And so they absolutely could unleash that. I'm shocked that, that Putin has not done it yet. I imagine it is because the Chinese do not want him to do it yet. But as, as we pointed out, uh, as you pointed out, Stephen, World Economic Forum would love a hacking attempt, which would be an excuse to take control of the banking system. And it would be also be an excuse to, to strike back to um, against uh, Russia, who is standing up to the to the Davos crowd. He absolutely is. George Soros is calling out China and Russia. You know, when George Soros calls you out, that makes that 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 shows you're really, really bad. But why is George Soros doing it? Because George Soros wants an open society that's LGBT rights, 
being pushed into Ukraine. And Putin says, we stand up for traditional marriage and Christianity. No, he doesn't. He stands up for power and control his way. And there's just two uh, opposing forces. One is based on Aldous Huxley's Brave New World, and the other is based on George Orwell's 1984 slash Animal Farm. And they're fighting it out in Ukraine, and the poor Ukrainian people are caught in the middle. Um, uh, Jim, just uh, two quick follow-ups. Number one, uh, uh, Kevin, why would China not want to come in? What what effect does it have if they destroy the dollar with Russia? Why, Why would they hold back on that? Because they want to take, uh, they want the optimal time to take Taiwan. That's the, it. The, the, the the, reason, there's no financial reason why they would. The, in 2013, the uh, Xi Jinping made it official policy of the Chinese government to end the dollars, the reserve currency of the world. They don't want to lose, though, their alliances in Europe. They don't want to lose their other Asian groups. So they just want the right timing. Putin wanted to end the dollar in 2008, just didn't have the capability. He actually tried. He actually dumped Treasury Holdings, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac in the middle of 2008. This is part of the work I did for the Pentagon to try and crash our economy when the stock market crashed. He tried to make it completely collapse. The Chinese didn't participate. They just want the right timing to maximize and and their exact specific interests. And I don't know. I think that they've seen the world come together a little bit. And, and I think that, so they're waiting and so they don't want to lose Europe. They don't want to lose Asia. They want to dominate and take control. So they're just looking for the right timing. It is inevitable that that's their purpose, however. Um, just one last question. Uh, the, the drum beat towards World War III, um, do, the World uh, Economic Forum, Davos, would want a World War III, I'm assuming. Is it possible that uh, uh, Biden goes in with a no-fly zone to get in the way and actually provoke something? Is that what their intent would be? That I, I don't know the answer to that. So far, we're waging an economic war and they're rolling tanks. We've got 21st century warfare. They've got 20th century warfare. Who knows which will win? This was a big debate that happened in the Pentagon when I was educating them on, on what this is and how to do it and everything else. Uh, a no-fly zone, he, Biden said, I'm, I'm not doing certain things because I don't want to have World War III. I don't know that the World Economic Forum crowd wants uh, physical conflict. As long as it's in Ukraine, that's fine. I, I think they actually want to take control of the, of the Internet and the world financial system and so forth. But they definitely want the cyber attacks. And, and the cyber attacks can be just as deadly if you have uh, uh, your electric grid go down and things like that. And we cover all this on our show. But, but it, it's scary. It's why we got to trust God and go to point number eight, trust and obey. Great. Thank you so much. Well, I, I really appreciate, uh, Kevin, your presentation was exceptional. Kevin, one more time, give your website and how can people contact you? Yeah, economicwarroom.com. There's a contact button on there. You can watch the episodes go when, when you go to economicwarroom.com. You can click to, to where you're going to watch it. Take action is where you can sign up so you get our weekly it's all at the top, weekly um, battle plan and our, an email that has a link to the episode for free. You go to episodes and scroll down. And if you go to show more, you'll see the one on programmable money that you can watch that. And it explains that point number seven, that's the hardest one. 
you have to go down, uh, you know, click show more a couple of times, but you'll be able to watch programmable money. By the way, I've known Kevin Freeman for a long time. He's a close personal friend. Uh, I know him and his wife very well. We've been with him many, many times. Just want to say he's the real deal. He's the real deal. And uh, I've known his personal life a long time. And I really appreciate, Kevin, the way you've stood through these years. Kevin, I've made this statement. Uh, I suppose some may have scoffed at it. But World War III would not start with tanks and guns and bombs. That would only be used secondarily or tertiarily. It's going to start with cyber and economic warfare. And my contention is World War III has already started. We're deep into it. The bombs and guns are only representative of how far into World War III we are in. So any discussion of not having World War III to me is ludicrous. It started some time ago. You would know when to date it exactly because you've been warning us. The cyber and economic is where it's going to happen. And we're deep into that right now. Totally agree. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that WellVersed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Thank you for listening to the WellVersed podcast. For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.